Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. Jim Strader in the studio for a late July broadcast from the studios here at WHAS. Glad to be with you. Welcome aboard. We're going to do open lines tonight, folks. We have not done an open lines show for quite some time, and tonight's the night to let me know what's on your mind. And it could run the gamut from game, fish, recipes, conservation, weather. As they say, wither the weather. The weather has certainly been something on everyone's mind recently. Uh, in that regard, that big storm front that came through the other night rim-wrecked my neighborhood. I live out um, on the northeast side of Louisville, out in the Middletown area, and we got trees down everywhere, damage that looks like a bomb went off, actually, and uh, that's part of it, I guess, when you have those kind of storms, but I, I will tell you, I was outside watching it come in, I was outside when it came across, and Jimbo headed for the basement, because I knew what was coming, I could hear it cracking, popping, blowing, and it was just an unbelievable lightning display and everything that goes with that. So we've had that kind of weather recently, and that's certainly something that I would like to pass along to folks. If you think there's bad weather coming, you better pay heed because Mother Nature rules, and when she's angry, it can get brutal, and that's the best way I can describe that. I've uh, been out in all kinds of weather through decades and decades of being outdoors and in nature. And I've been through, let's see here, four or five tornadoes where things were just unbelievable. Ice storms that were extremely damaging to trees and foliage and all things with what folks need to do to get around heavy, heavy snowfalls that were unexpected, all kind of outdoor calamities, if you will. And, and these things are something that you do have to pay attention to and, and that certainly uh, embed into your mind once you've had to go through them and had to suffer the consequences because the it, floods, you know, you can go on and on and on about these things, but uh, this most recent about certainly embedded itself in my mind because of what kind of damage I saw that that it created. And, and uh, I will repeat, Jimbo went underground. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to fight it. I understand it, and I'm going to get away from it whenever it gets that ugly. And it did get ugly in my part of the world. 
So we're going to do open lines tonight. I would like to talk to you about what is on your mind. And here's what I mean by that. We do this show about once a year, every year. I would like to know what you would like to hear about on this program. It could be you like to fish for catfish. It could be you want to hear more about how to catch bluegill. It could be you want to hear more about how to catch bass. It could be you want to hear more about how to hunt deer and how to set up for deer. It could be turkeys. It could be anything outdoors. And this is a great way for me to understand best I can what you as our listeners want to hear about. It's a fun program. It's one that usually gets a lot of response and it's something that I think is necessary because you can do surveys, you can do all kind of things, talk to your friends, etc. But I want to know straight shot from the shoulder from you, our listeners, what you like to hear about the program, what you don't like to hear, perhaps. Either way is okay with me because this is a user-friendly <laughs> airwave show. By that I mean... I'm sincerely interested in what you are interested in and how to do a better job, if I possibly can, to keep you informed, to keep you up to speed on what Mother Nature's throwing. Uh, I'm sure you understand what I'm trying to say here. This is your show. This isn't my show. I'm not here on this microphone to uh, present things that, only pertain to me, that would be a very selfish and probably ultimately self-defeating way to do a radio show. What I'm here for is to help you with whatever it is, whatever agenda, whatever uh, species, whatever your interest is to understand how to better serve you. So in those regards, here are the numbers to do that. 571-8484 or one 800 444-8484. Again, we would like to hear from you tonight about what you would like to hear about. This is your show. This time belongs to you a whole lot more than it does to me. And that is my humble attempt to better understand what you folks would like to know about the great outdoors. Again, the numbers, 571-8484. Or 1-800-444-8484. The break is presented by SMI Marine, 11400 Westport Road, just north of the Gene Snyder. They have legend bass boats, Starcraft pontoons, express aluminum boats of all types. And remember, you never get soaked by my friends at SMI. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. Tonight's your night, folks. What I mean by that, I'm asking you to call in and let me know what you would like to hear during this time on our radio show. This is not my radio show. It's our radio show. I do the best I can to give you what I think you would like to hear. But once a year or so, I like to reach out to you and hear from you what particular 
interest you have in the program and how we can better serve you. In that regard, the numbers, 571-8484-1800-444-8484. We got Richard Henry and Virgil on the lines here, and Richard is up first. Hey, Richard, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Hey, I just, what I like is to hear you're on the front lines of the hunting and the fishing and the wildlife, and then so, you know, I'm ignorant to a lot of things that aren't going on, and you, you know, keep us informed and update us. And so my question tonight would be, um, has Governor Bevan and the Kentucky, you know, Fish and Wildlife, is there, what's the update on any of that? Is it getting improved or for your wildlife and that? And uh, well, what's going on there? Richard, we're doing the best we can. We're trying to keep the governor abreast of things. One of the best ways we can do that, obviously, is to report stuff on this show. Is there anything in particular you want to pass along, or what's what's your level of interest no. there? Uh, no, I just I just like hearing you on your show update what's going on because <clears throat> I know you you know you're on the front lines and you bring up stuff that's not right and you try to you know inform people of it so that you know it possibly can be corrected. Okay. Okay, well... I didn't know where we were, if you had any kind of updates on what was going on there. Well, nothing at the present time. There's several regulations that are up in front of the legislature uh, concerning deer, and I've done several programs about that, and that's going to be up in front of legislative review here very shortly in August. So I will certainly report on that as we move along, but... uh, I understand where you're coming from, and if, I'll be honest with you. Those are some of my least favorite programs because they cause me all kind of extra work and grief, but you all deserve to know what's going on, and I certainly will do my level best to, to keep you informed. Yeah, we really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Richard. Let's go to uh, Jerry, who's calling from Danville. Yes, Jerry, you're up. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. It's uh, Boggs Lake, B O G G S, over in southern Indiana. Okay, that's, that's all I need. I really appreciate your show. Thank you. Do a great job. Thank you, Jerry. Is there anything in particular you would like to hear more of? I just have it bass fishermen. Just anytime you're talking about bass fishing, I love it. I'm experts on it. Okay, well, you can. Call in any time. I'll be glad to chat about that because it's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, I try to go up to St. Clair about twice a year or Lake Erie. We just kills them up there and we love it. Yes, sir. That, those are two unbelievable spots. There's no doubt about that. All right. Thank you, Jerry. Let's go to Henry calling from Anchorage. Yes, Henry. Henry, are you there? Yes, I am here. Yes, sir. I'm calling about a complaint on our great service company that we have here in Louisville, Spectrum Television Internet. And we lost power on Saturday morning about 4.30, 4 o'clock, and do not have anything yet. 
And every time we've called, both my wife and I have called, we cannot get a straight answer of how many people in Jefferson County are without power. Or they will tell us that the crews are working in Lexington. It's just unbelievable the answers you get when you call in. Have you got any idea how many people in Jefferson County is out of power? Uh, Henry, I do not. However, I live in your area, um, and it was a horrific storm and tons of trees down, as I'm sure you're aware. Uh, I am aware of that. Yes, sir. So I'm sure that. Why can't why can't we get a straight answer from Spectrum? And and if any other time we had a bad storm and people lost power, the first page on the cover Courier Journal. Is two thousand people somewhere in Kentucky's lost power? There's not a darn thing in it today, nor is there any news coverage, AM or FM on the radio, saying what's going on. Henry, I, I'm sorry, but I don't have an answer to that. So um, I'll look into it best I can. But I, I don't have an answer other than it was a horrific storm, and the damage in my neighborhood is. Looks like a tornado. Honestly, it was they call them straight line winds, but I, it couldn't have been worse than a tornado. I'll put it to you that way. Let's go to Virgil, who's calling from Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, Virgil, how are you? I'm doing great, Jim. Thanks for letting me uh, speak to you. Um, a few years ago, you mentioned a, a product called Trophy Rock, which I bought and, and put out on the farm for hunting. And here, uh, just recently, uh, one of my hunting buddies uh, sent me a note about a, a new, uh, I guess, feed called Analogic Deer Dirt. Have you heard of that? It's spelled A-N-I-L-O-G-I-C-S. No, sir, I, I have not. I'd have to, I haven't either. But I'd have to look at the ingredients and do some field testing to be able to do anything you know, definitive about it. Uh, Trophy Rock, they don't advertise with me. I receive nothing from them. But I can tell you, deer, groundhogs, squirrels, rabbits, doves, all kind of critters come to that. And that's the reason I promote it uh, on the program because I've seen fantastic results from it. And uh, it's a funny story about that. A buddy of mine, Lonnie Combs, that he used to own Field and Stream Outfitters here in Louisville. I was in the store when this gentleman came around with that stuff in the back of his truck. He wasn't it wasn't packaged or anything like that. He was just, I guess, making rounds trying to see if folks were interested in it. And I knew about true mineral salts, which is what it is. It's a it's a uh, salt from salt mines out in Utah, and it has because of that, all the ingredients that uh, tend to benefit wildlife. And I, t- I took some of it, started using it, and I've been with it ever since. So I have nothing against anything else on the market, but I will tell you, wildlife sure loves that stuff. Well, I know. I, you know, we've been, like I say, we've been using it for over two years. But he sent me a, a picture from a trail cam of a deer that supposedly had been feeding on this deer dirt. And it's a monster. I mean, 
interesting. Well, I, I will tell you this. No product will, in quotes, create a monster. All it will do yeah. is provide the essential nutrients in combination with the foods that are available to allow a deer to develop to its maximum potential. But there's no magic stuff you can do to create a monster. Right, right. That's one man's okay, opinion. Well, Jim, okay. yeah. I appreciate it, sir. And uh, uh, I, I love to listen to your show because, you know, what you do with deer hunting and, and turkey hunting. And uh, and I, I loved, I used to bass fish a lot, don't anymore. But uh, just a good all-around show. And if you want to know what's going on during the season, we just need to listen to you. Well, Virgil. Thank you again for all you do. Hey, brother, that means a ton to me. Let me tell you, I really deeply appreciate that. Let's go to Wait, who's calling from Louisville, about airport. Or Walt, I'm sorry, Walt. You're up. Uh, All right. Yes, sir. Uh, I got a question for you Uh, on uh, Edgewood subdivision, you know, the airport bought it out, UPS and everything. Okay, there was like a herd of deer back all in the fall there, and um, they were everywhere, you know, bucks, does, ponds, the whole nine yards. Uh, They started fencing it in and, uh, you know, cutting down a few of the trees and stuff like that in there. And then the deer were there one day, and they were completely gone the next day. But we were wondering about what happened to them. But somebody had told us that they hire outfits to come in, and they'll come in there at night with scopes, you know, night vision scopes and silencers and take out a whole herd because they've got them uh, pinned up like, you know, with a fence and everything and haul them off. Well, you could see where dual-axle trucks have been in there. Walt, I, I wonder if you know anything like that. Walt, uh, I will address that after we come back from the news break. We're up against hard break here, and I will address that as best I know how. This break is presented by Moss Silk Properties Heart Realty. Paul Thomas is the broker. Check them out, M-O-P-H-A-R-T-Realty.com. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. We are doing open lines tonight. Want to hear about what you would like to talk about. But also, as a programming note, I would like to know what you would like to hear more of, less of, um, whatever the case may be. If you'd like to hear more about deer hunting, we can certainly accommodate that. Fishing, bass, crappie, bluegill, catfish, um, Small game, which are near and dear to my heart. Rabbits, squirrels, quail, grouse, whatever the case may be. I would love to hear from you tonight because a lot of these types of programs um, are special to me, obviously. But I'd like to hear about what's special to you to do a better job of keeping you abreast of what's going on in the outdoors. So, to reach us, call us at 571-8484-1-800-444-8484. Let's go to Joanne, who's calling from Mount Washington. Yes, Joanne, you're up. Hey, 
Hi, how you doing tonight, Jim? I'm doing just fine. I hope you're doing well. I am. I wanted to tell you how much I enjoyed your program on recipes, uh, all your fish and game uh, recipes, and I tried your mayonnaise. You know, you, you had said to, to roll, put mayonnaise in and roll it in Ritz crackers or cracker crumbs. Yes. Um, I did that, and I even did it with chicken, and it turned out great. I mean, it was so tender. It just fell off the bone. Um, I, and I really enjoy the recipe, the times that you've done that. And I've heard you a couple times, I mean, over the last year or two. And it was, it was really fascinating because that's one thing my son, um, who's, who's deceased now, was a big-time hunter. And he hunted everything. He loved to hunt. But, Dearly loved a deer hunt and small game. He grew grew up on a farm, and his daddy taught him how to hunt squirrels and rabbits and everything as a kid. And then he went to bigger game, so um, he could he could really cook game to where it tasted great. But mine never did, and um, he'd just say, "Well, mom, you add a little of this and a little of that, and I do it different every time." So it was nice to hear you you talk about exactly how to do uh, how to cook some of this and, and I wanted to thank you for that and I'd love to hear those shows anytime I enjoy all of your shows I've learned a tremendous amount from from listening to you well Joanne those are very very kind words and uh, the mayonnaise that you're speaking of is a kind of a alternative to an egg wash to, right, right. to make flour or whatever type of seasonings you use adhere or stick to uh, various types of, of items, and I'm glad you integrated into chicken and some other stuff because mayonnaise, as most people know, has an egg base to it anyway. Right, right. But I, I, I honestly, I stumbled onto that, and it was just a you know a, a magic thing for me. So it was really good. The last time I used it, I uh, I used it on chicken thighs, and I put a a dash of um, a crystal hot sauce in with it, uh-huh. and and then rolled it in uh, Ritz crackers, ground up real fine, and I baked it um, in, in olive oil and a little bit of butter to keep from you know keep the the smoke point or the heat point right. And I baked it with the oven door open just a little bit. It was out of this world good. Fantastic. Well, I sure appreciate I, you calling in, and I'm glad you enjoyed those recipes. It's one of my yeah. favorite shows, certainly. Yeah, I like it, too. I can tell you're a good cook. I mean, <laughs> you, know, you, enjoy, you enjoy talking about it and, and have as many varieties of recipes as you do. You're bound to be good at it. So I, I was, I went right away, right after I heard that. I said, well, I'm going to try that. My son-in-law fishes a lot. He just caught a bunch of red snapper and different fish uh, down uh, in the Gulf. And brought home like twenty pounds of, of uh, fish that he had caught and cleaned and fast frozen. Brought them home, so he's cooking them on the grill and cooking them in the oven. And I gave him some of your recipes. Good deal. All right, yeah. Joanne, I sure thank appreciate you, you calling. Uh, let's All go right, to let's go to Don McCormick, one of my favorite guys in the whole world. Hey, Don, how are you? Hi, Jim. I'm doing fine. And how are you? It is fantastic hearing from you, my friend. 
Well, I haven't talked to you in a good while, and I just thought I'd give you a call. You said it was open line, and I hear you talking about eating, and I know you're like me. You like to eat as well as I do. Well, I, I probably like to eat more than most folks. If anybody <laughs> doesn't believe that, look at me. I've gained quite a few pounds here in the last year or two because of a, a herniated disc that's kept me from being as active as I like. But either way, uh, no excuse, you know. <laughs> Well, I've gained a lot of weight for another reason, but I, that's not why I called. Uh, I've had some guys ask me something about some new deer regulations, some bow hunters. Do you know anything about it? Don, I do. And let me uh, introduce folks to you who are not familiar with who you are. Don was the Fish and Wildlife Commissioner during the period when we actually were stocking deer and turkeys. And, Don, I'm not meaning to shine your shoes, but in my estimation, hands down, you are the best fish and wildlife commissioner we've ever had. Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. Well, I had a lot of good, had a lot of good employees. That's the secret to it. You're exactly right. And and you did, you know, John Phillips and, and uh, those folks that, that helped with the deer were unbelievable. Um, but the important thing was you gave them the tools and the money and the support it took to get those things done. So I'm humbled that you called. Yes, I am aware of those deer regs, Don, and they're a great concern to me. Um, and they should be to a lot of folks. I'll give a brief rundown because there's so many. Don, there's 15 regulations up in front of the um, Legislative Review uh, Committee. Uh, which is, Jim, let me ask you something. Does the department have a good relationship with the legislature? Well, yes and no. I don't no. know. I'm out of touch. I, I understand. Yes and no. They they obviously uh, uh, visit with those folks a lot, but I would have to tell you there's probably as many folks complaining to the legislature now as any time in my memory, and I hate that because – you know, there's every reason in the world for them to have a good relationship with the sure, legislature. The yeah, I mean, that's, well, you know, mm. better than anybody. But here's, yeah, let me give you three things. And honestly, I'd like your comment, if you don't mind, off the Do top. All right, off the top of your head. One of the things they're trying to push is a September doe season. Now, to me, I can't even imagine where that comes from for three reasons. Number one, uh, does still have little fawns at that time of year. When you kill that doe, you're going to remove that doe's ability to help them learn to deal with coyotes, bobcats, how to jump fences. Most importantly, uh, they don't have that mother's milk until middle October, which is when the good Lord has them kick those fawns off to go on their way towards winter and farmers crops are still in the field in September. I, I that that one to me is just I, I don't understand it. That it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And Don, here's here's something that I know you always said. Why are we trying to do something when other states surrounding us have never yeah. seen any evidence that it was good? Here's what I'm saying. When Ohio Indiana, West Virginia, Tennessee, etc. They all do their doe gun hunts in the latter part of the year when a there's uh, 
processors open to help uh, hunters, you know, turn that deer into food. And B, that's when you can go to kill an extra deer. Why are we doing this in September? It doesn't make any sense to me. Is it a gun hunt? Yes, sir. In September. Gun hunt? In September. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it sounds to me like they want to remove a lot of deer. Well, they do. And in certain cases, that's good. But not in September. They need no, to do no, that in no, December. No. I mean, I, I don't. I, I'm not familiar with their reasoning, and I'm not not being a biologist. I don't know what to tell you, except it just doesn't sound practical to me. Well, the other thing they're trying to do this this crossbow issue, and I, I talked about this. I want to make something abundantly clear to everybody. I hunt with a crossbow. I have nothing against that weapon, but they want to open crossbow season in the middle of September. Again, when these does have their fawns, and those fawns are very, very vulnerable to predation by coyotes and bobcats, and they need mother's milk until the middle of October. It doesn't make sense to me, and the only reason I can come up with that they want to do this is money. You know the old saying, Don, follow the trail, follow the money. Every state around us doesn't open until the 1st of October, okay? doesn't. Doesn't sound like they've listened to the sportsman either. Doesn't well, sound like it. But well, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to be critical. I'm sorry. I, I can't. No, that's that's that. fine. That's fine. It, but that's those are some of the things that are on the so, the plate. They've also want to do. Uh, you could kill four deer with a uh, regular deer tag, and they're doing away with the costs or what have you for the extra tags where. Basically, you can kill 15 deer uh, with a deer tag, and that's going to cause a loss of revenue about a quarter million dollars. Uh, Hmm. Some of these things, Don, just don't make sense. They just don't. Well, the the first one sounds like it's money-driven, and the second one sounds like it's – I won't comment on that. (laughs) Anyway. I understand. I've been gone too long, I guess. The other thing I understand is the morale is very low, and and I'm I'm just curious if you've heard anything about that. I hear from it constantly from former employees, and I hate that because it used to be, I don't have to tell you about this, that was a badge of honor. I worked for Fish and Wildlife, and they all went back there for various uh, uh, festivities and activities, by the department, yeah. and now it's like when they get out, they never want to see it again. And I, I hate that because it's a special place. It's something that's uh, near and dear to folks' heart. And when people go to work there, they should go there because they really love fish and wildlife. And that's what I think is necessary. And and with the law enforcement division in particular, they've changed a lot of that and I don't know. It's 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 problematic, well, Don. You know the key, the key, the key to it is simple. It's a sportsman's driven 
agency. It's for the sportsman. It's not for the agency. It's for the sportsman, and it's for the wildlife. It's for the game itself. And any time it's money-driven, it doesn't work. It, it, it just won't match up, and I, and I hope that's not going to be the case. And I'm not being critical because of this administration or this, excuse me, of this of the department, but change is constant. It's constant, but it has to be in favor of both those issues. It has to be a change for the benefit of the wildlife and also for the benefit of the sportsmen. And to me, when you get that combination, everything's going great. Well, and that's the way you ran the department when you were there. And it the, the best way to say that is sportsman-centric. You know, it, oh, yeah. it has oh, to yeah. respond to what the men and women who buy those hunting and fishing licenses want and it has to be biologically sound, i.e. it doesn't harm the resource. And quite frankly, through changes in the way the commission has operated and some of the appointments uh, to that commission from the governors in recent memory, doesn't work that way. It's what those commissioners want. And if it's not sportsman-centric, like these deer regs, they didn't take those out into the districts and discuss them. Don, they didn't do that. This came straight out of the department, and they didn't ask anybody, and that's why there's a pushback. So, well, you remember back when the uh, goose hunting and duck hunting and ballad was the big thing in West Kentucky, and we had all the all the meetings with the with Wisconsin and Illinois and all those people. We always took it to the to the people in Ballard County in Western Kentucky, and we listened to them. And we didn't do a lot of things that the the commission that the uh, Waterfowl Committee recommended because the, the the people didn't think it would work, and we listened to them. And you have to do that again, like Carl. You remember my predecessor, Carl Case? Yes, sir. Carl, Carl would always say, "Well, what about the one gallus fisherman?" That's a good point. You know, that, that's my point. What about that guy? It, not everybody's going to uh, elk hunt. Not everybody's going to deer hunt. Not every, you know, certain people are, are also small game hunters. They're also crappie fishermen, bluegill fishermen. So you got to consider all of it. And I just hope it doesn't get away from that. And I don't think it is. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just, uh, I guess, reminiscing a little bit. <laughs> well. Hey Don, I'm curious. I've had so many talk to me about that, and I knew nothing about it. I don't. I, I really don't keep up with it. I'm not going to interfere with anybody. But I was just curious to know what was going on. Well, Don, I really appreciate. It. Let me ask you: Are you in town? Are you you here? What? Are you here? Or are you in Florida? No, I'm in town in Kentucky. Okay, I'm gonna get in touch with you this week. I want to discuss some of this with you in a, a one-on-one sure. situation, if you don't mind. Sure. Sure. Don, thank and you. And I so- just, uh, I just want to thank all the sportsmen that listen to you regularly because you do offer a lot of information to them, and I've always appreciated it, and I always will. And I say, and I, and I thank you, Jim, for what you do. Don, that means more to me than I can tell you, brother. You, you're the best of the best. You stay healthy, and I'll talk with you later. Yes, sir. We got to go to breaks, folks. Uh, this break is presented by Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty. Check them out at mophartrealty.com. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. We're doing open lines tonight. We want to know what you would like to hear about hunting, fishing, conservation, anything outdoors. We'll do our level best to help you. Tonight's a special show because I want to hear from you and what you would like to hear more about as we move forward. Numbers 571-8484 or one 800 
844-844-8484. Walt, uh, thank you for holding, sir. I was trying to get an answer from someone about the deer depredation around the airport uh-huh. here in Louisville. I was not able to reach anybody, but I will tell you this. They do, from time to time, utilize sharpshooters to eliminate deer hazard for things like airplanes. And I'm off the top of my head, not sure that's what happened here, but here's what I will tell you. Deer on airport runways are an extremely dangerous situation. And if they had to utilize that, I can certainly understand why. Yeah, well, this didn't have anything to do with the runway. This was just property oh, that belonged to the that you uh, that belonged to uh, the airport and UPS, and uh, you know because it was still surrounded by uh, uh, houses and stuff on one side of it. I see. And uh, they just loaded, you know, come in there one night and they were gone. And uh, you know, and. Uh, I just wondered, you know, did they do anything with the meat other than throw it away, you know? Uh, uh, and just, you know, because uh, that's the first time I ever heard of anything like it. You know, another hunter was telling me, you know, about it and everything. that He'd been, you know, read something about them where they bring them in like it. And yes, sir. Clear I, I, out areas. I, I'm sorry I do not have a definitive answer, but I will... Put that on the radar screen. If I learn more about it, I'll certainly pass it along. All right. All right. Appreciate it, Dan. Yes, sir. I appreciate you calling, and I understand where you're coming from. I certainly hope that they utilize that meat for Hunters for the Hungry and some of the various uh, organizations that hunters utilize to try to feed the hungry. we got to go to break here, folks. This break is presented by SMI Marine 11400. Westport Road, they have Legend Bass Boats, Starcraft Pontoons, and Express Aluminum Boats. And remember, you never get soaked by my friends at SMI Marine. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 